Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Well, we talk about uh, the first brand new car Matt's ever ordered since I've been <laughs> yeah. in his life. The Ford Mustang and exactly what he did to dial it in. Uh, record-breaking E30 M3. I'm just going to say record-breaking. Cause, yeah, I'm going to bring a trailer sale. Yeah, and much more. First, I'll tell you about Geico. Do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other. How about uh, you do a little bundling? Make it easy. Take the homeowner's or the renter's insurance and bundle it up with your automotive policy at Geico. Just go down to geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could be saving. So easy to do at geico.com. Get your bundle on over at Geico. Yeah, we talk hoops on Robert Ory's new podcast, The Big Shot Bob Pod. I would have loved to play with LeBron because if you get down, get open, get to where you're supposed to be, he's going to find you. Feel like he got robbed for MVP. But with Robert Ory, we cover the floor and we talk about everything. And so your youngest so, is a teenager. So he's yeah. not going to high school right now. He's doing everything via Zoom and he's dad, can you help me? Nope, I'm running away. I'm running. <laughs> From the team that brought you the big podcast with Shaq, it's The Big Shot Bob Pod. Coming your way soon on the Podcast One app, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, LiveByLive.com, and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling friends. This is Carcass, Amanda Curl. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. How are you? I'm busy as shit, but yeah. uh, good running around all over the place. Projects abound. Looking, uh, looking at uh, talking about uh, getting the uh, Lincoln Aviator black label. Yeah, I uh, black it, label Grand Touring all wheel drive hybrid. Yeah, <laughs> plug in. <clears throat> I uh, would always call it black, and I was hesitant to add the word label because I thought, am I just drunk on Johnny Walker and that's a black label thing, or is the black label with the Lincoln? And yes, it is with the Lincoln. Right. The other one is um, interior. Is Mercedes, right? Don't they have a black series? Yeah, they're just black, but they're not a black label. But then there's Johnny, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker's the only other black has label. Has a black, black label, label thing? Line, yeah. <laughs> So you got we got all that working for us. So uh, hopefully we'll take in delivery of that soon, and we'll be able to give you updates on on that. I've been driving the Z everywhere, which is uh, it's been fun. It's 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 a it's a little too small for me. It's it's hard getting in and out. Mm-hmm. Its knees are kind of kind of bent up. You've no place to put anything, and uh, the phone doesn't connect. But uh, fun. It's a sports car. Everyday driving in a sports car. Yeah, it pulls nice, you know. It uh it tacks up nice. It's it's nimble. There's there's something to be said for it. Uh and it Are it, you it a works. heel toe master now? No, nah, I just put it on uh <laughs> on the uh the rev match. <laughs> yeah, I just put on sport and it uh it rev matches, but uh but it does rev match on the way up and on the way down. So it's a little disconcerting on the way up cuz you're shifting from fifth into six, and it goes, and you're like, you feel like your foot slipped or hit yeah. something or whatever. It's not, not, it's, it's the sound of a mistake. So when you rev match and you're downshifting, that's the sound of excellence. Yeah. It sounds like you really know what you're doing. When you hear the rev match 
on the way up, going from third to fourth, and it goes, that's the sound of of incompetence. It sounds like you made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. But it I and I never I never even knew that uh they rev matched on the way up as well. But you and I were talking about it off the air. Yeah. And uh it 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 read rev matches on the way up. Yeah. I'm not I don't know why that's I, necessary. I, I it just I just don't think it knows the difference between upshift and downshift. It's just meant oh. to when you push in the clutch, it's meant to match the revs, and it doesn't like for it to know what you're thinking. Oh, you're right. You're up or down. How would yeah, you know? It would how never would it really know. know. Yeah, it should, but I'm unreadable. I'm like the wind. <laughs> I'm an enigma. I'm a lone wolf. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't know what direction know. you're going, so it just blips it. And if you catch it on the way down. Yeah, you look like a pro, and if it's on the way up, you, you seem weird. But yes, you're right. It's imp- it would be impossible for the car to know, so it just blips it for you. All right, so I'm uh, still driving that uh, bad boy around. Those guys are working uh, feverishly on the 510 BRE mobile, getting it uh, getting it painted, and hopefully, hopefully the assembly will go pretty quickly on that car. Uh, took a lot of body prep, and it uh, suffered some damage when it was being transported over here from New Mexico. Yeah, that sounds right. Sounds about right. Anyway, it fell off the gimbal, and it fucked up the back apron thing, and <laughs> whatever that panel is where the lights are. Yeah. So, you know, what, what else is new? But When um, they said it, it was basically done. <laughs> that's what they said. Uh, but but um, <laughs> once it's painted, we're going to be able to start hanging stuff off that car. And yeah. that process goes really fast. That's uh, visually – there's a lot of visual progress in mm-hmm. that process. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because and, and like we mentioned before, it's, it helps to have the other car there, you know, the number 85 BRE car. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's good to have sort of a visual roadmap of, of what it takes to put that thing together. Yeah, they were all – Maybe a little bit different from one another, but not much. And it's good to have that that template. Mm-hmm. Do you got Dodge? Or did I make that up? Yeah, uh, let me just hit Dodge. The Dodge was ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by date by JD Power. You know, it's the first brand ever to be ranked number one for initial quality and appeal in the same year. So see your local Dodge dealer or visit Dodge dot com to schedule a test drive today. So, what are you driving? What What's in your world? You know, so uh, we, we talked last week about the Volvo XC60 Recharge, the plug-in hybrid, which uh, I, I did like. I think it's, it's you know, beautiful interior. It's gotten better. You know, their initial plug-in hybrid was a little clunky going between gas engine and, and, and hybrid. And all the new vehicles are figuring out ways to make that smoother. Which is, I bring that up because it's going to be relevant as you get into the your new Lincoln Aviator. It is hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, and it does sort of go on and off between, but it is full-time all-wheel drive. So it's not – it's funny because the Volvo, I think, was front-wheel drive with the gas engine. And then the electric motor can kick in, and it's a select all-wheel drive. And it you kind of did feel the, hey, I'm in – front-wheel drive, and now I'm in all-wheel drive. And I, I don't know you're going to have that in the Lincoln. It's a little bit different. Um, but anyway, traded that in to test the Jaguar F-Type 
R. Now, this is a car that we both like. Uh, Ian Callum, who designed the Aston Martin DB9, went to Jaguar long ago. He's since retired, started his own design firm. So it's got a lot of that mm-hmm. that sports car front engine kind of. It's a smaller version of a DB9, right? And, yeah, uh, that I I think I haven't checked recently, but uh, those kinds of Jags. If you can find one that's four years old mm-hmm. and has a low mileage and a single owner, get it. That'll be the most sports car you can get for the for the price. It, it is. So the first version we drove, we drove several of the F-types, and then we drove the F-type SVR, which is the nutty version. Um, and uh, they had an R, and they realized the R was so much power as a rear-wheel drive platform when they, they ended up going to, going to an all-wheel drive platform. So this new car is... It's got uh, a little bit of a facelift. They nipped and tucked the you know the exterior bits a little smoother. It's got a little bit squintier eyes in the front with the headlights. Um, they revamped the uh, the infotainment system, which has always been kind of one of the the things that Jaguar and Range Rover had to to improve. And it, pl- CarPlay plugs in and stuff, but they actually toned down the exhaust note a little bit. I would say that Jag SVR. Was probably the one of the loudest production cars this side of a Lamborghini Aventador. Like it's just loud. So this new one has a great sound, but they did tone that down a little bit. So it's a little bit more livable for the people that don't want to make a ruckus. But uh, it's it's still you know it's all wheel drive. It's five seventy five horsepower. It's fast as hell. It's you know I don't mid thirty second range zero to sixty. Like it's just an animal of a car, and it really is just a pretty pretty car just a really sexy what's the sticker car. on it uh i think the one that i have in there is like 110 mm-hmm. yeah it could be 117 now what color lower. should you get that car in i don't know the one i have is yellow and and i'm saying no on that but you know how i feel about the yellow ones um there's a lot of white ones with the red rolling around which always look kind of good yeah um, red interior but um but I believe they have sort of this metallic red, like a like a little bit darker metallic red, which is good. They have a couple of blues, but they meant to be kind of fun and sporty as well. They have they have a bright blue that's almost you know like uh, you know like the colors that you have on your the square on your your logo here. That brighter blue. They have a version of that, kind of the mm-hmm. non metallic mm-hmm. uh, bright blue. Um, you know, uh, different car companies have a different name for it. I think. Um, uh, that's a darker blue. They have a they have a, a brighter blue, which maybe not even an SVR. But look at the, this is a pretty car. We're looking at a photo of it now. Yeah, it's it's a gorgeous car. Um, the uh, the color I was thinking of is more like Ford's Grabber blue. Mm-hmm. And BMW did a they did a blue, Laguna like, Seca blue. Yeah, like a, like yeah, like that. Yeah, they uh, they did a Laguna Seca blue. The Amola Red is always the best with the BMWs. Speaking of BMWs, I think I was on bring a trailer the other day, and there's an E30 M3 Evo. The oh yeah, Evo is yeah. like the 2.3's been punched out to a 2.5, and they made 600 factory versions of it, and blah blah blah. Uh, and lighter weight. Yeah, I'm sure they did a couple of things to it. I don't, I'm not sure about the lighter weight. I I used to know more about those cars. I, I don't know. It had like Recaro seats or something. I think it was on there for like it, 
the bid was like a two fifty or wow. something, and there were four days left or wow. something. I'm yeah. screwing up yeah. those numbers, but yeah, but anywhere near that, I get your point. It was it's like well this, over two hundred yeah. grand. Yeah, the Evo. The thing that's funny it's it's funny how we used to think like the E30 M3 was like a two point three with 191 horsepower, and then the Evo was a two point five that had 210 yeah. or something. That's that was a big deal. But now, obviously, the you know Honda minivans got uh, three hundred. Not not <laughs> quite as impressive. People really forget how yeah. gutless those cars are. But I was uh, the years, look years ago. I was talking to uh, to Paul Walker about his collection, and uh, the cars that really stood out for him were his E thirty six lightweights, lightweights, right? And and I think he had two of those. He said one he had a few miles on, and one with almost nothing. Right, and not everything has, I guess, been sold off at this point. But uh, you know, I remember him going, "Oh, show me on his phone." He's like, "Look at this! Look at this lightweight! This car! This yeah, is the those, one that's basically no miles on it." Those are cool pieces, you know. Radio delete, yeah, blah blah. I don't know, aluminum roof or something, or no sunroof or whatever it is. You know, cloth interior, blah blah blah. But you, you think about the horsepower stuff. But like they you're didn't. Talking I don't about. think they changed. It would have been nice on the E36 M3 lightweights if they goosed the engine from like 240 to 265 or something yeah. like that, fucked around with the cams or something. Yeah. I don't think they must with the engine. I think it was just they shaved, you know, 110 yeah. pounds off the thing. And, and a lot of the, the, the modern uh, uh, BMWs, like the M's, and then when you get into like the competition package or something, there is a little bit of a bump in horsepower. And I think just a few days ago, uh, BMW announced a BMW M5 CS, which is, it's 140-something grand. It's like 617 horsepower. It, it, it hauls ass. It's got like a 230-pound diet. You know, just a lot of carbon fiber pieces, slightly less um, uh, sound deadening. But mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting. I was talking earlier in the week with Alistair Weaver from Edmonds, and he's like, this is a high kind of want for him. He's like, I don't know if you can get it for a sticker, but they're only going to make a few hundred. It's the last uh, uh, like super sporty BMW before they're all going to that giant ridiculous buck tooth grill that the mm-hmm. new m3s m4s and the seven series and the big trucks have so it, it's kind of the last of that and only making a few hundred it could be a collectible super sedan yeah you're not look whether it's a mustang or an m3 or an m whatever you're never going to get burned by going with the small batch stuff yeah. you may have to wait 15 years but you're not going to get burned what is that e30 m3 up up to over there. Yeah, two fifty six. Wow. Oh, it's sold. Oh, it's sold. Yeah. yeah two fifty six, five fifty six. Wow. And it, look, it's a perfect example. Looks the same as uh an E thirty. Yeah. And an an E E thirty M three, which might go for seventy five K, sixty K, hundred K, kinda depends on the mileage. But they made six hundred of them and they have a few unique you know qualities to them. And what was the mileage on this one? Because it looks new. It's I think right it's up like there. twenty or thirty, thirty grand or something like that. Thirty-eight thousand, twenty-four thousand miles. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't that much, but it wasn't nothing. Yeah, I mean the car was definitely driven. 
looks like it's got a little add add on to the rear spoiler. A couple little little items, but uh, we're living in a world now, people, where a mass-produced car from 1990 that's a four-cylinder yeah. is uh, 250 grand, and they made 600 of them. They didn't make 31 of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, and it's funny because you do look at it as well, and you're like, all right, if you wanted to. You wanted to spice it up a little bit. Maybe not this one, super rare, low miles, but like these E30s, you're like, yeah, it's, you know, I, I'm going to do a little bit of work to it. And what are you going to get? 15, 18 horsepower? <laughs> you know, unless you start getting into heads and displacement and strokers and and it's like, what what's the bolt-on stuff going to get you? Well, you know, you do some cat-back exhaust and maybe some throttle bodies or injectors or some, some yeah. shit like that. No, it's it's naturally aspirated. If you're not talking about bolting on a turbocharger or a supercharger, if you're just talking about tweaking what what's there, yeah. you're going from you know 191 horsepower to 202 horsepower, like maybe, but that's after 7,000 RPM. You yeah. know, I I don't think you know what a lot of people don't get until you until you buy a small displacement motorcycle. Like, uh, you know, I had like a Ninja 600, a couple of Ninja 600s. You know, you go, we put this Kirker pipe on and you get an extra five horsepower. But you get an extra five horsepower after 10,000 RPM. (laughs) That's what they don't tell you. Yeah. And are you getting it at the engine or are you getting it at the tire? Because now you're at (laughs) 3.8. Below 10,000 RPM, you're getting a lot of bogging down. You know, because the you know. the other pipe has more back pressure or whatever, and it's built for that engine. Mm-hmm. So what they don't really realize, what you don't really realize is it makes it, a, at least back in the day, slightly less rideable. And unless you're getting way up in the power band, you don't really even feel it. So now I think you get a car like this and you get it just to just to look at it and say you have it and go for, for you know, tooling around. I mean, you, you take a car... Like that Evo 2.5 E30 1990 M3. That's a lot of numbers. You get that car, that Z car that's parked 15 feet from where we're sitting right now would just whoop ass on that car like <laughs> yeah. all day long for $37,000. Like right. all day long. I mean, if, if you if you took that Z car and an, that M3 over to Willow Springs, the Z car you know, beat it by 11 seconds a lap. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we just whipped the yeah. shit out of it. But that's right. technology. Yeah. You know, that's and, where we're at. And hopefully that one you have, that 50th anniversary, because they only made 50 in that color, maybe that's going to be worth $256,000 one day on Bring a Trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm I'm drinking a little too much coffee in it and throwing <laughs> my cans onto the passenger seat. I got to get that thing off the road. Man. Yeah. Well, I think we're, we're close. We're, we're a day or so away. We're just... Uh, uh, hopefully we'll get the uh, the Lincoln Aviator delivered over here. We're just going to bring it on over. The guys at Galpin are going to bring it over. Yeah, and then let Mike August drive it the other day, and he's went bananas in it. Oh, he drove your Z. Yeah, he can drive stick. Not really. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> right, but, but he must have. Time. Yeah, I mean, he's like at the age where you're like everybody had to at some point. I think right. Yeah, yeah, he had a Mike had a nine fourteen back in the day. Okay. And uh, 
you know, yeah, he's the age where he started off with a stick, had yeah. cars that were sticks. He, he knows how to drive a stick. He's still a little erratic. But he's erratic in an automatic. Yeah, you know? he's erratic anywhere, just in life, at a dinner table <laughs> when he's eating ribs. He's a little erratic. Yeah, so uh, that was an experience. For me. I was in the passenger seat the whole time. Yeah. Did he have the rev matching on? I had it on. And it didn't help him? It didn't smooth things out a little bit? First thing he was doing <laughs> is he was short shifting from second to third. Like he'd, he'd get up to like 1800 RPM and then drop it into third. And so then I kept telling him, you got to let it breathe in second and then drop it. He kept just, he's so excited about shifting that he didn't want to let the, he just wanted to immediately grab this. He shifts automatics. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's the only guy I know who actively and aggressively shift, shifts automatic transmissions. Hands always down there. Yeah. Shifting. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. Oh, I'll tell you what would cure Mike. Mike (laughs) doesn't drink coffee. Yeah. When you drink coffee, that right hand, that hand he's using to shift all the time on automatic, that has a mug in it. (laughs) That would prevent him from doing that. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he doesn't drink coffee and that's what caused him to do all the automatic shifting, or he doesn't drink coffee Two automatic shift. Yeah, and he may not know himself, but you. I mean, but but you train him to drink coffee. Do you have to tape it to his hand like Rocky when he's going from right. from from left to righty? You got to <laughs> tape the arm behind us. You got to tape the mug to Mike's hands while yeah, he drives. I, I do think when I drive, there's always like a mug in that hand. Yeah, so I can barely drive a stick, you know, with that with the mug in the hand. Yeah, but. Um, also, in, in the Z car, there is no flat surface inside of that car to set a They don't want you drinking coffee I, in I there. guess not. They, they want you to shift and focus. You cannot get in. You can't get into the car and set your mug down somewhere. You have to set on the floor. You have to go in the garage and just, like, put it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> These are first world problems, Yeah, people. but Nissan, the, the designers of the Z see that as problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, look, it's it's meant to go out and do some uh, spirited driving. Uh, I just have had it as my daily driver for, you know, two or three weeks. Yeah. And uh, when you're doing your daily driver, you start throwing shit in the back and mm-hmm. leaving your house in the morning and grabbing your shit and your mug and your snack and your whatever. So it's, it's, it's getting a little bit of that use, but uh, hopefully the aviator will uh, well, show I, up post haste. I, I, I promise the aviator will have cup holders. <laughs> I think that's a safe bet. The Z has a cup holder, but it doesn't have a mug holder. I travel with a mug. It's got a. I, this is this big mug oh, is yeah. what I traveled here with. Yeah, it's got a big a handle. handle. Yeah. Also, there's so little room for anything in that car that the mug or cup holder must be monopolized with your earbuds and your keys yeah. and whatever the shit you need. They don't want you to carry weight? No. Weight slows you down. No, but they probably could have got the phone hooked into the system. The thing that's interesting about it is it has the auxiliary. You could listen to your music or your podcast or your whatever mm-hmm. via via the speakers in the car from the phone, but you cannot have the, the conversation. You can't have the conversation. You know, I, it's interesting because I'm pretty sure the Z, the current Z, does have certain different versions of it, different 
up-leveled versions of it do have more of those features. But on this car, uh, this was supposed to be the lighter weight, sportier, less yeah. featured. I got it. It yeah. works. Yeah. It's fun. The, the great, great shifting. Very positive. Nice short throw. Very well laid out. Taut. You know, very taut. Feels good. Stuck to the road. I mean, you realize there's one freeway off-ramp that goes from like the 2 to the 134 or something. I think the posted speed limit is like 40 miles an hour. I do it at 80, and that's with the mug in the one hand. <laughs> like I, I'm like, if you want to do this at 115, 120, you could do that yeah, in this maybe car. maybe without the mug. Yeah, mm, so I'm, I'm looking it's planted. at the uh, 370Z, the owner's manual, the 2020 model year owner's manual of the 50th anniversary 370Z, mentioned support for the iPhone 3 and 4, which uh, <laughs> Apple discontinued about eight years ago. So mm, Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so little... they're right on. They're, <clears throat> they're, they're pretty much spot on where, where, where we thought. Well, maybe the, maybe the Z guys... Maybe they're such purists, they're kind of like the guy who owned the bar in Talladega Nights. And he's like, why do you have the Pet Shop Boys on the jukebox? That's a test. (laughs) So you come in there, start talking about your phone, and does it connect to your phone? And does it, you're not Z material. That's it, you're out. (laughs) Yes. Perhaps you'd be more comfortable in a Ford Taurus, sir. Uh, that's right. Right? Which they also don't make anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, they don't? <laughs> no. Well, either way, they don't need your business if you're going to be yammering on the phone. That's you should right. be hearing the sound of that uh, naturally aspirated 3.7 V6 tacking up. Yeah. Plus, they would have put more sound deadening material and made it heavier so you wouldn't hear the engine if they wanted you to have a chat. Well, that's the, the other thing, too. You can't put your phone on speaker and stick it to your windshield and expect to have a conversation because you're hearing you're hearing the engine it's funny because the move i did i do a lot in a lot of cars is phone on speaker phone and then i put it in the visor like i sandwich Mm -hmm. it in the visor where you'd put your parking you know Mm -hmm. ticket and uh, because that way it's kind of you know most of the speakers the microphones in your in your cars when you're doing bluetooth or whatever that's kind of where the microphone is i kind of feel like people can hear if i just wedge it up there is kind of, and it holds the phone, you know, for if you got a good visor. If you're driving the Aston Martin, good luck. This you, visor's only compatible with the Yeah, you couldn't pull the dollar of that thing in the Aston Martin. It wouldn't three, fit. Three and four in 2020. All right, let me hit uh, Geico here. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, you probably do one or the other. You want to make it easy? How about uh, you do a little bundling? You get those policies bundled at geico.com. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners. Or your renter's insurance along with your auto policy. Good thing, too, because you already uh, have so much to do around the house. You go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save, and it's easy when you bundle at Geico. That is geico.com. All right, what else uh, you thinking about, Matt? Uh, you know, a couple things uh, recently. I, I sat down with a few of the uh, manufacturers for our SEMA MPMC conference, which is sort of uh, – uh, we've mentioned it in the past. It's where um, all the, the magazines and the, the uh, content creators sit down with the manufacturers in the performance parts world and say – excuse me – say, here's some of the projects we've got going on. What's coming new in your performance parts catalog? What can we do? And uh, I did sit down with uh, 
with a number of companies and Holly and uh, and Lakespeed Junior, which I always love talking to him. We had a long conversation about breaking in a new engine. <laughs> a lot of lube talk. <laughs> a with lot Lake. of lube talk with Lake, and uh, uh, you know a lot of talk about the new Bronco and the new full size Bronco. So many accessories are going to be available from the dealer, but also the performance parts catalog is going to be offering things. Um, one of the ones worth mentioning is is so many people are going to get the Bronco and put the bigger tires on it and do a little more overlanding, go a little off-road. So one of the first performance upgrades is going to be a rear differential gear. So you can kind of make up for that tire when you put the bigger tire on there. Mm. Um, so that's kind of interesting uh, talking with those guys. And um, and uh, I got my order in, finally. Uh, I got the order form for the Mustang Mach 1. I put an mm. order in for a 2021 Mach 1. And I was thinking about some of the, some of the options on it. And uh, two of the options I decided not to get, but I, I, I had some thought about this, is uh, you can get the regular seats or the Recaro seats, and you can get the rear seat delete. And I went with the regular seats. So this is my thought on it was the regular seats are power seats with heating and cooling in them. The Recaro seats are manual. And my thought was it's very easy to go from the full power seats to a racing seat, a Recaro seat or whatever. But good luck going the other direction. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, like – trying to find to source the car and it wasn't equipped with power seats and the buttons nah, on the yeah, dash won't have nah. the heating and cooling and yeah. one of the cool options is there's a rear seat delete it's a little bit lighter and it has like kind of a crossbar roll bar thing of course that's going to be available in the Ford racing catalog but good luck finding a stock rear seat when you you know if you want to go back the other way so my thought was uh, I'm going to pass on the Recaro seats pass on the rear seat delete and then I could always go to those things later if I wanted to. So um, that's kind of how we're getting it. But I'm getting it with the performance package. Yeah, I the don't. Big Brembo brakes and the you know the, the gurney flap and. I don't think the argument would be so much about a practicality of whether you could swap it out or not because you're definitely right. You'd want to go one direction and not the other direction. I guess the question would be sticker and then what what was on the sticker and then you know resale as we started the show talking about you know 20 years from now if someone is saying um and and it's hard to tell like when i bought the uh e shit e46 m3 yeah um i got a six-speed manual because that's what they had and then a year later, six months later, they had the SMG paddle, yeah, yeah. whatever. And I was like, oh, man, I wish <laughs> I would have got that. And then later on, it turns out that the six-speed is worth quite a bit more. It's worth more. And the SMG ended up having a few problems later. And, uh, you know, sunroofs and seats and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it. so what ends up happening is down the road, and I think people are catching on to this now, that some of the – some of there's a way to outfit the car. Yeah. Now, there's one way to outfit the car that's the 20-year resale plan, and then there's a way to do it where I'm going to drive this car. I want I want a power seat. Like, I, I completely concur. The heat, the air, 
or yeah. cooling in the seat and the power seat. Like that's what you want in a daily driver. And it's going to be way more comfortable. And those buttons are going to be like on the dash, the center console. So you wouldn't be able to add those later. I mean, it would be work. You'd have to buy. All no, the you wouldn't. Stuff. No, it's the only reason for what I'm saying is if you. 20 years from now, when you sell it, there might be a bump for the rear seat delete on the sticker and the Recaro, yes. whatever, on so, the sticker. Which is interesting. So I, I, might filled be. Out, I don't know. I filled out my form and I submitted it back to the Ford guy and, uh, and I got an appearance package and the performance package. And he said, this is a good spec. And I said, yeah, because here's my thought on the seats. And he said, oh, and it, what I didn't know is he said, yes, a lot of people are when they get the performance pack, they get the Recaro seats. Um, he goes, but the standard seats, the power heated and cooled seats with the appearance package come with striping and an orange contrast. Mm. He goes, which is now going to end up being more rare because everyone's going with the Recaro seats. Well, that's that's the argument then for yeah, that. Yeah, so he – after I put it in, he's like, no, no, this is a good spec. He's like, let me tell you why. And I was like, all right, it works for me. So now i got to just wait. How long? Uh, a few months. It's spring. I don't know if that that means April or May or or what, but uh, you know that's it. That's uh, it's going to be uh, the performance package is going to be cool because the performance package has you know the big brake upgrades uh, has the big Brembo brakes on it. It has the upgraded wheels, so the wheels are a nineteen inch, but the two piece hat and rotor. I believe it is. I, I can't front, say for sure. I can't. Rear? Yeah, uh, I can't say for front. sure because we don't have all the specs on it. We don't have it all. But the wheels, although they're nineteen inch and, and they're one inch wider, they're lighter than the standard wheel. Mm-hmm. They said one point seven seven pounds lighter in the front and two point two in the back. Unsprung, baby. And uh, the aerodynamics are are functional, improved. It's got the gurney flap on the wing and the back and. You What'd know, you get? What uh, what color did you get? Right. So that's been the question that we put out to everybody on social media as well. I I did end up getting uh, Jet Fighter Gray, and mm. and uh, it it is the hero car that's in the photos. And I know the blues are look good and stuff, but the reason why is the Jet Fighter Gray in the photos they look kind of white, but it is kind of a gray. It's a it's a little bit like almost like a putty. It's like it's mm-hmm. and the appearance package for that vehicle is unique to the Jet Fighter Gray, and it's the black uh, Mach 1 stripes, but with the orange pinstripe, and then with the performance package, the calipers are orange. And then that stripe on the seat that I was talking about is a matching orange as well. But it's only unique to the Jet Fighter Fighter Gray package. If you got one of the other colors with with an appearance package, it's 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 a different color combination, and you can't get it on that. So, um, so this is basically uh, Chris has shown us a few pictures, but this is basically the car. And Ford's press release pictures were so brightly lit; it looks white, but it does have a little bit of a gray in it. Yeah. Um, and then on the hood, when it's you a good look, color. thank you on on the hood when you when you look at the Mach One stripes, they did a neat job where it's a gloss black. And it goes to a satin black, and then it's outlined with the color. In this case, the orange stripe. So it's they, it's it's got some neat it's got some neat stuff into it. So the appearance package, like I said, is the gurney flap on the rear wing, and then that front splitter is extended out more. It's it's more functional. 
you know, as long as we don't hit anything with it. <laughs> you can't raise and lower the front. You can't you? raise and lower the front, no. But, um, and the, a, a tuned magnetic ride, and it's got the six-speed manual transmission with a Tremec transmission. So the, the normal six-speeds, um, other than the GT350, uh, on the regular Mustangs is not the Tremec, and the Tremec is m- far more durable. So you can actually, you know, if you're going to add power or something to it, you don't run the risk of of, of damaging the, that transmission, which is one of the cool things about the GT350 that everybody kind of wanted in a bullet or a performance pack GT. Well, this car has it. So, Are you going to monkey with the horsepower? Uh, w- we might. I might. Um, it, it's going to come down to... You know, I was talking to the to the Ford guys a little bit about it as well. What's interesting is 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 the GT500, which you just drove, only comes with the DCT transmission, the paddle shift seven speed, and it's 760 horsepower. So the Mach One, they're saying they're taking bits that they learned from the GT350 and the GT500. It has the best aero. It has the right combination of suspension bits from both of those cars. They said around the track, it is the fastest or best handling Mustang they've ever done. The GT500 is quicker around the track because of the horsepower, but horsepower is easy to make, right? Mm-hmm. So if you could take a Mach 1, slap on one of the superchargers, you know, Roush, Ford Performance, Whipple, any one of those guys, you're going to get that same horsepower, that 750 to 800 range, but are you also getting some of the improved aero and suspension bits that was learned from the from the 350 and the 500 so do, are you arguably getting something better than a gt500 or are you getting at the very least a version of gt500 with a true manual transmission instead of a paddle mm-hmm. shift well so you kind know of interesting. ford's come a long way with the mustang and uh you know when i met you i didn't like mustangs and now i do because uh, they have changed and i haven't but they've Improve their product to the point yeah. where now it's a great piece. Mostly it's me. Mostly you like me. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, mostly the car. Mostly the car got it's better. It's the car. <laughs> all right. Why don't you hit Dodge? Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, Dodge has officially opened orders for the new 2021 Durango SRT Hellcat. This is the most powerful SUV ever. An exclusive for 2021. It features a 710 horsepower engine, a new aggressive exterior styling, and new interior with a driver-centric cockpit. I saw some of the numbers on this thing. It's like 0 to 60 in three and a half seconds. I think they ran 1150s in the quarter mile with this. It is three-passenger row vehicle. So all buyers will also receive a full day of pro instruction at the Bondurant High Performance Driving School, which we highly recommend. So dealers be, uh, deliveries begin early this year. And you know that Dodge was ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. It's the first brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So see your, your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com to schedule a test drive. All right. You can uh, head out to Bricktown Comedy Club, February 26th, 27th. Um, that's in uh, Oklahoma City. You go to ampcrawl.com for all the live shows and touring and uh, check out our YouTube page and see all the free stand-up there. What do you got, Matt? Uh, just doing some upgrades to uh, to the new uh, shop, the new warehouse. I got the floors and stuff done. I'll post pictures all up on my social media. Follow me at Motorator. So until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel.
For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is geico.com today. That's geico.com.